Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Here's, here's the message. You already know it's love and sex. Now, I need everybody in the building to get comfortable saying that word in church. Because some of you, you've never heard that word in church except to say it was followed by and you're going to hell. So some of y'all are like, it's already uncomfortable. Like, you already like. But it's going to be good for us. That's why I did this message on a Wednesday. Y'all ready? All right. So just everybody on count of three, say sex. One, two, three. Sex. Y'all don't know, do I praise after that or do I worship? What do I do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stretch your hands towards. <laughs> I can see where I need to do some more prayer. On the count of three, <laughs> on the count of three, everybody say the word. I need you to be comfortable saying it. It's not a dirty word. It's in your Bible. God created it. You ready? One, two, three. All right, here we go. Let's lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith. Even online, y'all type it. Now, don't get censored and stuff. <laughs> We're kicking you off the chat. All right. Okay, here we go. Let's go. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, take over this atmosphere. Take over my mouth. Speak through me. I pray that you would answer questions, give guidance, give direction as we move in what you've ordained. Father, we thank you that tonight as we endeavor to go further to love better, we cannot ignore sex. And so tonight, speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. In Jesus' name, everybody on the count of three, I want you to open your mouth and release a praise so that you can receive this word tonight. One, two, three, release a praise right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, let's get into it. It's week three of our series, Love and Blank, because love is never alone. It always involves something or someone else. Sunday's message was love and conflict. Tonight's is this, love and, come on, got to be comfortable saying it, love and. So I'm going to get right into it. You ready? Let's just get right into it. No foreplay in tonight's message. We're getting right to the points. Let's go. Number one, sex isn't love. You can have sex and never be intimate and be intimate and never have sex. 
I'm going to back it up and say it again. You can have sex and never be intimate. Let's go. Intimacy. Let's just look at the word in a simple form. Intimacy. Into me you get to see. Intimacy means that I am operating in a way with you. Watch me. Where I am not hiding anything about me from you because I can fully trust me with all of you. And you can trust all of you with all of me. Watch me. By that definition, most people have only been physical and never had intimacy because they've never been able to be there and tie yourself in front of somebody else and I'm not just talking about dropping your clothes and getting naked come on let's talk I am talking about you being able to tell them your deepest and darkest secrets your deepest and darkest fears y'all ain't saying nothing to me I'm talking about you being able to walk in the garden like how Adam and Eve did the Bible says until they made a mistake that they walked around but naked and then once they started making mistakes what they made they made coverings for themselves so that they never be able to be intimate with one another so they saw one another but they didn't see one another because they couldn't be intimate with one another all they could do was have sex Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Everybody open your mouth and say, sex isn't love. The reality is this, is you can, watch this, have sex and never be intimate. And you can be intimate and never have sex. You can literally connect with people and individuals on such a deep level that you have experienced a level of intimacy that you've never had with your clothes off. Let me say it another way. You can have more intimacy with your clothes on than you ever could with your clothes off if you're talking to the right one. Let's go. Somebody say, my love is improving. Love. Say, this year, this year and this decade. Here's the facts, guys. Let's just deal with it. Many don't handle sex God's way. They handle it their way. And Proverbs 14, 12 says this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it's in, in its end, something got to die. So here's the way American culture and really world culture says do sex. When you're dating, they say you need to test that out. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They say, listen, you even, you test drive a car, you better test that out. Make sure you're going to like that. Here's the problem. This is why we got sexless marriages, because you had your dessert up front. Let's talk. And so the reason you can't be intimate with your spouse now is because you was getting it on with them before you got married. And so the penalty is something's got to die. What died? Your desire for them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Touch your neighbor and say, love is getting better for us. This year? And this decade. So how do you know that the way we're handling sex ain't working? Number one, high divorce rates. So sex ain't fixing nothing. Because you're screwing and still can't get it together. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. 50% of first marriages, 67% of second marriages, 73% of third marriages end in divorce. The number for Christians are higher. So watch me. If you keep, watch this, giving something. Let me talk about single people. I remember uh, dealing with some single folks, and I was counseling them. And they, well, sex is an important part of our marriage. I said, an uh, important part of our relationship. I said, well, how is it an important part of your relationship if you ain't married? I said, you, listen. I said, listen, you have cheapened yourself, baby girl. And I said, he ain't paying full price ever. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. I promise y'all don't care. I already hate the snow, so y'all ain't playing with me. I literally opened my door just a minute ago before I came out and said, snow, I hate you. What that got to do with the message? I just needed to get that off my chest. All right. Watch, watch. If you, listen to me, single people, if you give something that is supposed to be reserved for a covenant, for an agreement, you have now cheapened its value. 
and you may think you're doing it to keep him, but that's going to be why you lose him. They ain't going to say nothing to me, so I'm going to preach the way I want to preach. You may think you're doing it to be spontaneous because she likes a spontaneous man. She like Jimmy, Terry, and Tony. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need you to know. No, not that one. Let it be some problems. Second, we got sexless marriages. 25% of marriage couples were honest and said they have no sex. Now, you know they both sat there when they was taking these surveys and conspired to lie. How do you know that's not true, Bishop? Because of the divorce rate. I know, I know that's not true. I know that's not true. I, I, it's not. 25% of married couples say they're not having any sex. None. With one another. 40% say, y'all going to play with me like that? 40% say, 40% say that they have sex once a month. <laughs> you got a Netflix subscription. And 35% say they have sex once a week. Married people. I ain't going to ask for no hands tonight or online. All I'm saying is, y'all way of, do, of handling this ain't working. <laughs> the Bible says, render unto them your reasonables. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> if y'all. <laughs> All right, here's the third way we know this ain't working. We're pouring out. Now, don't get quiet right here. This ain't judgment. This is just true. Hunch your neighbor. Remember, that's a combination of a touch and an elbow. <laughs> Hunch your neighbor and say, let's just talk tonight. Say, we can be real without being judged. Okay, you with, you with your bishop, so no judgment, okay? You with me, all right? As long as you with me, I got you, okay? Here's the deal. One out of three porn users is a woman. So while people like to talk about little boys and this, that, and the other, and men, oh, no, ladies... That's why y'all be flipping them phones over at the table. Uh, that's why you say, go get your daddy's phone. Go get your daddy's phone. What, what's on yours, mama? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. All right? A hunt, this, now this one, we're going to go past it real fast, but I had to say it because it just proves my point. 116,000 U.S. searches a month for child porn. Now, I got to move past it because that's a whole nother thing. The most popular day to use porn and watch porn. And, and if you're watching it, I, I, I presume you're using it. <laughs> Yesterday, right, how, many, how many people in the room, and y'all participate online, how many people do you think it's Monday? Tuesday? Wednesday? Thursday? Most, po most popular day to use porn. Don't y'all act... I'm so glad. I knew y'all were going to do that. Comcast sent me some records. I got it. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just messing. I'm just messing. So it's the most popular day. So let's ask it again. Y'all participate online. You participate in the building. How many people think it's Monday? Okay. Tuesday. Wednesday. Thursday. Friday. Y'all should know now. Saturday. Sunday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I knew y'all know. It's Sunday. So people get a word and go home and get something else. Let's go. Listen. 
Come on, ain't no way to do this except to do it. Let's go. $3,000 a second is spent on porn. We got an investment meeting after church. I'm not. Guys, <laughs> gotta have fun with this. I gotta lighten it, okay? All right, I'm joking. I'm, be- I'm joking. What does this tell us, y'all? That, listen, that, that the way we're handling sex ain't working. Because people are sexy before they get married. Get married, don't sex. <laughs> It's not working. And then you have couples, married couples, who are struggling in this area. And the struggle is because, put the scripture back up, Proverbs says, uh, 14 and 12, it seemed right for you to do it your way because you were so grown. But something has to die when you defy. I'm going to back it up so we get it again. When we defy what God said to do, God is like, listen, I love you. But what's going to die is your desire. And I don't know about you, but there ain't no sense in being married. It ain't being married. Y'all silence is annoying. Would you touch somebody next to you and say, let's talk tonight. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And we got to talk about it in church. Why? You can't be getting sex advice from uh, 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 Wendy Williams. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You can't be getting sex advice from Gail and Oprah. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. We got to get it from the word. <laughs> TV shows, okay? 1 John 3.18. 1 John 3.18. Little children, let us not love in word or talk. Say talk is cheap. But in deed and in truth. So here's what this verse is saying. Talk is cheap. Action speak. Love is a verb. It's about action. And here's why we run into many issues with sex. is because sex is used as a substitute for love. I'm going to say it again. Even married couples, listen to me. It is, you cannot use sex as a substitute for telling the truth. You cannot use sex as a substitute for love because it's not. This is why we have so many challenges. Is because sex is used for something that it's not designed to produce. So you're trying to watch. Oh, okay. You, you are literally trying to get something out of something it was never designed to produce. And so this is why, watch me, you have people who will wander and search and go over here and go over there and go over there and they get over in everybody else's yard. It's because they never learned how to get the value out their own yard. All right. Okay, so, so, so love, well, uh, love has languages. If you have our app today, you got the mobile push, and you saw uh, this, and, and I gave it to you last year. How many of you, your love languages, you took the test, and, you, and your, your, your answers changed from the last time you took the test? All, right? all that means is one of two things. One, it means you were dishonest last time you took it, or two... <laughs> Or two, it means that you're evolving as a person and what used to matter to you isn't mattering to you as much. Because can we be honest? At a certain point in life, listen, I'm just looking for something real. 
Come on, Lord, let's talk. At a certain point in life, listen, you don't need it to glitter. You don't need it to glamour. You just want that thing to be real. At a certain point, you don't need to have the most uh, uh, known friend. You just want that friend to be loyal. At a certain point, you don't need somebody that's got a million bucks in the bank. You just want somebody that when you call, they're going to answer. Touch somebody next to you say, I want something that's real. So listen, when we try to make sex love, then what ends up happening is that we get confused because we're using it as a language and it's not designed to be a language. So what did Dr. Gary, ja uh, Gary Chapman teach? He teaches that there's, uh, we receive love in one of five primary ways. All he did was get these from the Bible in 1 Corinthians 13. All right, and I've taught on these before. All right, uh, one, words of affirmation. This means love speaks. How many of you, that's your predominant love gift or love language, excuse me? Now, all right, number two is quality time. That means love spends. How many of you quality times your top love language? All right. Number three, receiving gifts. That means love gives. How many of you ask your top love language? <laughs> Four, acts of service. Love does. How many of you ask your top love language? All right. Five, watch this, touch, not sex. How many of you physical touch is your top love language? Okay, here's the problem. What, what has happened is because many people were introduced, so here's what the statistic says, most people, watch this, are introduced to porn at, by 11. So then porn becomes your bedroom buddy. And when, Come on, let's talk. And when porn becomes your bedroom buddy, because it brings you pleasure and satisfaction, let's go, as you begin to mature as an adult, now that's the way you look for love. Come on, because you were introduced to porn so young. So because porn gave you comfort, now that you're maturing and you're aging, now sex seems to bring you comfort. But that's because you learned a bad language. Let's go. You learned a bad language when you were a child of how to receive love. So now you're looking at porn at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So now when you can date, you immediately want to lay down because you think this is how I receive comfort. This is how I receive love. But sex is not love. I need everybody in this room. Come on, let's break it up. Lift your hands and worship God for a few minutes. Now watch this. Your love life is going to improve. And wherever there's been issues as it relates to sex, God's going to bring healing to those issues this year. Open your mouth and worship God. Go. Five. Four. Let me hear you Wednesday. Three. Two. One. Everybody holler, yes, Lord. So, so sex isn't love. And you have to stop thinking that because you have sex, that means you express love. Got it? Because what happens is then you got, watch this, in these sexist marriages, you have people who are saying, but I don't feel loved. I don't feel wanted. That's because you think that's language. Which brings me to my second point. Come on, let's go. Sex won't better a broken relationship. Sex may prolong a broken relationship, but it will not fix it. Because, listen, sex isn't acceptance. Let me prove it to you. You can sleep with anybody. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight. You can sleep with anybody. You literally can walk out this building and go get you a two-piece dinner and have two thighs in the car. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Bishop, why are you being so real? Because I need you to break up that religious spirit where you're sitting here looking at me knowing I'm telling the truth, but ain't saying nothing. Touch somebody next to you and say, let's talk tonight. Let's talk tonight. You can sleep with anybody, so that doesn't mean acceptance. 
Watch this. Nor is it love, as we've learned. Listen, listen, listen. Sex isn't going to change somebody. They're going to promise you the world in those moments. I don't know why y'all keep doing this to me. They'll promise you the world in those moments. But then after those moments, watch this, the euphoria of the moment has escaped. Why? Because sex isn't a language. It's not designed to communicate. It is simply designed to affirm. Let's talk. It is simply designed, watch this, to affirm the covenant that we already have. That's why the Bible says two flesh become one. Why? All we're doing naturally is demonstrating what we've already become spiritually and legally. Let's talk. So watch this. All we're doing is affirming what already exists, not trying to create something new. Sex is not a language. Say it's not a language. I give you a scriptural example. In Genesis 29, there's a woman, her name is Leah. She's in denial about the fact that Jacob doesn't love her. So what does she do? She does what many people do today. She has more sex and has more babies. Listen, a child ain't going to fix your marriage. I, listen to me, please. For you single women trying to get a man, listen, making him have a baby ain't going to make him stay around. I need to talk to y'all tonight because ain't nobody else talking to you. So let me talk to you. Sex and babies aren't going to fix broken relationships. So she kept having sex and kept having babies. You know what she kept saying? Maybe now my husband will love me. Maybe now he's going to think I'm pretty. Baby, if he didn't think you were pretty, watch this, the day after, he ain't going to think you're pretty now. Here's my question, Leah. Why you want this Yahoo to think you so pretty? You need to look at yourself and say, if he don't see what I am, he just don't know what he's looking at. Fellas, if she can't see the value that you are, you better... That's your neighbor say, I rebuke your thirst. I don't like the way they said it. Touch somebody else. Say, I rebuke your thirst. And to my married couples, listen, if you'll feed them, they won't go looking for food somewhere else. Mm -hmm, I feel like preaching now. If they're looking for food somewhere else, it's because you starving them. And what I need you to do is make sure they don't ever wonder how good they look. They don't ever wonder how special they are because you told them. I said what I said now. It never worked. It never worked. So watch me. She's in a marriage having sex, but there's no love. Her and Jacob was getting it on. But the reality is he wants Rachel. Look, look at me. She's never going to be Rachel. What torture did she do to herself for decades? Trying to make him want what he don't want. Watch me. So she, she got an attitude with him because she's not what he wants when really what she needed to say is, listen, hey, 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 you don't want me. And truth be told, I don't want you. So here's what we going to do. Sometimes the issue you run into in relationships, I feel like preaching now. Sometimes the issue you run into in relationships is you decided what you wanted them to be before you see what they qualified to be. Let's talk. 
So you decided up front this is going to be your boo. But watch me. So since you decided up front when you went through your 90-day process to figure out, watch, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get all my prior series on relationships and dating and relationship revolution and all that. So you do not make a decision about any person within the first 90 days of knowing them because literally your mind does not have the ability to make good decisions concerning them. So you don't decide. Watch this. Here's how most people meet. Yeah, she fine. He fine. And he prays. Girl, I saw him at work the other day. He prayed over his food. Hey, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-sha. You've decided. So now everything you see in 90 days, you're simply trying to reinforce the decision you've already made, which is why some of y'all get in bad relationships because your pride don't want nobody else to see that you picked wrong. They ain't going to talk to me tonight. They ain't going to talk to me tonight. So, so since you decided, oh, that's going to be, that's mine right there. You missed out on the opportunity to discover that maybe that was supposed to be your best friend. Hmm. But because you decided what they were going to be up front, you never gave them an opportunity to demonstrate what they could be. Let's go. You never gave them an opportunity to demonstrate what they could become in your life because you decided up front, I'm going to marry you instead of let me investigate you to see where you fit. Maybe that was supposed to be your business partner, but you went off and got married to your business partner, and now you done screwed up your business because you was trying to get some... Some of y'all like, this is real preaching. It's got to be real if we're going to do it, y'all. Would you please lift both of your hands and say, Lord, make me real so I can heal. Come on. Say, Lord, make me real in every area of my life. So I can heal. So, so what does she do, y'all? What does she do? She, she keeps having sex, having babies, and he never ended up loving her, which teaches us everything I just said. It reinforces it, which means, one, sex wasn't love because he didn't love her. The Bible is very clear. He did not love her. He tolerated her. I pray you not be in any relationships this year, this decade, where the people you're in relationship with tolerate you. I pray you be surrounded with people this year and this decade, watch this, where they appreciate the fact that you're there. They just don't tolerate you. Everybody say, yes, Lord. So listen, he didn't love her. Sex didn't fix the relationship. Or babies didn't fix the relationship. His actions, listen to me, were his answer. I need you to sit. I need that one to sit. Let it sit. Clean it up. Clean it up. Play something. Clean this up. Let it sit. I need everybody to open your mouth and say this. Say their actions were their answer. Let it sit. Let it sit. Let it sit. Because you're trying to interpret their words and you're ignoring actions. Say their action was their answer. Which brings me to the third and final point. I told you I'm going to preach it fast because I want to make sure you get time uh, to get home safely. Y'all ready? Are you learning tonight? Are you growing tonight? Are you sure? All right, here's the third point. You ready? It's the last point. Ungodly sex sets you up. What's ungodly? Outside of marriage. But can I, can I push, can I stretch this tonight? Can I stretch this tonight? What's ungodly is that you're married and it's sexless. That means there's some conversations you need to have. Listen, 
Listen, listen, listen. Not Linda, <laughs> your spouse. Now listen, this is your reasonable. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> But if that inspires married people to go home and take advantage of the snow. Everybody give God a praise. One, two, three. Praise him right there. Married. Legal documentation from a state agency signed by an officiant. Common law don't count. Common law <laughs> ain't the law. Okay, uh, anyway, all right, listen. All right, listen, 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 listen. Listen, can I stretch this tonight? So if you're married and not having sex in your marriage um, on a regular basis, y'all need to have some conversations. Because it may be practical. Maybe you don't smell as good as you think. No, come on, let's talk. Come on, don't do me like that. Maybe you think you're just the stuff, and they like, Baby, you want to go back in there and use some more of that uh, shower stuff? Um, <laughs> you just say, everybody, everybody say this with me. Say, have the conversation. Have the conversation. You need to have the conversation. Okay, all right, I tired once, that'll work, but you ain't tired twice in one week. You ain't tired twice. They'll get you some vitamins. It's quiet in here. All I'm doing is saying what you've been praying. Okay. Yeah. Come on, let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's talk. Let's talk. But let's talk, though. Let's talk. Let's talk. Come on. Come on. Everybody open your mouth and say, let's be real tonight. Let's be real tonight. Uh-uh. Y'all ain't saying it like me to say, let's be real tonight. Maybe there's an issue that where there's shame on one side. So you need to have the conversation. Getting mad, fellas, just to get mad, okay, it's going to have you looking places where you have no business looking because you wouldn't talk, so you went to look. So I had a conversation, not just with this, but with everything, but this is what we're talking about tonight, all right? So, 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 so two definitions here of ungodly, of ungodly, uh, of ungodly sex. And I want to focus in for a moment on the first, which is outside of marriage. Can I focus on that for a moment? God created sex uh, for marriage, and outside of that, it's ungodly. It's going to set you up. As I stretch this tonight, it's also ungodly to be married and not have whatever y'all's deal is needs to, you know, needs to be your deal. And some of y'all, let me just say this, because some of y'all, you know, you, listen, you talk about, I just want spontaneity. Y'all got kids, bills, and a job. I need y'all to get a schedule. Uh-uh, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Don't get silent on me. I don't know why y'all ain't tweeting and doing Insta videos for this. <laughs> He's taking notes. Oh, okay, y'all focus on this. Y'all don't want to look up like I'm, I ain't touching my neighbor. I ain't looking to the left or the right. Okay, okay, spontaneity is, watch this. 
it is often it is often the first ingredient in a divorce. That's why they mess with folk on social media. Okay? Because what is it doing? It's creating, it's creating what's this fantasy. Because often spontaneity is really a desire for fantasy. So, so, so okay, y'all got that one? Tweet that one. <laughs> Bishop, say it again. I don't know how I said it. It was good the first time. So <laughs> Run that back, okay? All right, so let's look at this. I want to look at one man, and I want to show you how this works. I want to show you if you're in a marriage, I encourage you. Watch this. One, it's biblical to be faithful to who you are married to. Um, and, and, and then that's going to cause damage to the person whom you're married to when you step outside. And listen to me. Sex, listen, as innocent as you may think it might be, and innocent is really a false <laughs> statement, right? Is that you got to understand there's something far deeper happening um, than just an exchange of bodily fluids. Can I show you this tonight? Can I show you this tonight? Now, if you sit next to somebody that look like they ain't enjoying this word, hunch them and say, let's be real tonight. Because the statistics, well, never mind, it's Wednesday. Wait until Sunday and then be. <laughs> Some of y'all kiss the joke in a minute. All right, let's be real. No judgment, guys. We got to be real, though. We got to discuss God's word. And we have to be real about it. Because the reality is, is these are the things that are destroying families. These are the things that are destroying marriages and all that. Because these conversations aren't had. And so now you're asking your friend, who makes no sense, why are you asking them? Because they've never succeeded at anything. And they trying to get you marriage advice. You say, baby, I need you. Give me word. Listen to me, everybody. Stop talking about it. I just want to talk to somebody that's been married for a while. That don't mean they've been happy nor successful. Let's go. Stop thinking. Listen to me, please. Do not think that you need to be getting advice from people. You need to be getting principles from the word. I need everybody on the count of three to holler. It's in the word. One, two, three. It's in the. Stop asking people. I asked my friend. I asked my homeboy. I asked this one. They don't know man. Ain't been the places you've been. They don't know. It's not the same hand. Well, I asked my friend about his wife. That's his wife. And why he tell you that's nasty? If you kiss and tell, you probably. <laughs> All right. Let's move. Let's move. Some of y'all, I've never seen you this quiet in church. Some of y'all, I literally, I'm funny, I have a meeting with you after church. <laughs> I love you. All right, let's look at this man. Let me show you something. Mark chapter 5. It's a man you've heard about before, but I'm going to tell you why he is the way he is. When Jesus stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with a what? Unclean spirit. Operative words say unclean. <clears throat> now watch me. Verse 3, he lived amongst the tombs. What does that mean? This is a man that lives in the past, and no one could bind him anymore. This verse rocked my world. Because watch this, they couldn't bind him what? Anymore. Which means this man became uncheckable. He used to be checkable. Something happened where he's no longer checkable. What does that mean, Bishop? To where nobody can tell him anything. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You ain't that boy on that song. Got it? He lives in the past, 
No one can tell him anything. Somebody say he's uncheckable. uncheckable. Not even with a chain. Here's what that means. Say he has no restraint. This means when this man gets angry, he throws stuff, he hollers, he, did, he messes up stuff, he says stuff to people that he loves that he can't take back. What does this mean? He has no restraint. So he lives in the past, he became uncheckable, he has no restraint. Verse 4, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. So wrenching the chains apart means he breaks order. Be careful of people who break order because they're going to break you. Watch me. Whatever they do with you, they will do to you. You got to stop thinking that you the special friend that they ain't going to do wrong. A snake don't care who they bite. You got to stop that. I love this snake. This snake, I've been good to this snake. A snake don't care. As far as a snake's concerned, listen, all you are is this next meal. And I pray that this year, watch this, all your snakes would hiss the way up out of your life. I pray that all your, and men shall clap their hands and hiss them out of this place. I pray that your snakes would leave your life. Somebody say yes, Lord, right there. There's a certain place, let me preach like I went through. There's a certain place, watch this, in the mountains that they call the snake line. It is now, watch this, this line that doesn't exist naturally. It is simply a place to where they say certain snakes cannot get past that level because the elevation has gone so high that a snake can't exist at that level. Watch me. Uh, where you're going in this year and this decade, watch this, the snakes can't even get that high. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, I'm on the incline. Come on here. Say, I'm going higher in every area of my life. <laughs> Say, the snakes are being left behind. Release a praise right there, Wednesday. Glory to God. All right, watch me. Let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish. He'd often been bound with shackles and chains, but he rinsed the chains apart. He breaks order. And he broke the shackles in pieces. So that means he destroys things. He destroys good relationships. He destroys good friendships. He destroys good jobs. He destroys good credit. He destroys nice cars. Everything he gets, he destroys. So let's re, let's, let's, let's re go through it here. He, he lives in the past. He became uncheckable. He has no restraint. He breaks order. He destroys things. Look at this. No one had the strength to subdue him. Look at me. He was too much to deal with. He was too much to handle for who could have helped him. Some of you say, well, some of you, can I just be honest with you? I pray that you ain't too much. Because somebody on your road might used to be a spirit of too much. What's too much mean? Is that, watch this, loving them hurts everybody around them. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Watch me. This man could have been helped, but he was too much. In other words, it was like, it's not even worth it. There are certain people, watch me, that they're too much. Bishop, how do I know? Because every time you tell them to do something, they don't do it. They go do the exact opposite. And when it goes wrong, they come ask you to bail them out. Mm. I pray that you're not too much because you may think that you're worth it, but everybody else ain't going to think that that's a price worth paying. Too much attitude, too much baggage, too much neck rolling. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Too much emotionalism, too much drama, too much stuff. Touch your neighbor, say, don't be too much. Never too much, never too much, never too much. You don't know that? But you knew that other stuff. Okay. <laughs> what? 
Verse 5, here it is, we're done. Almost. Night and day amongst the tombs. Stop. Why he ain't going to work? Because he's unstable. He can't decide what he's going to do. Watch me, because he's unstable. I need somebody to catch this tonight. He can't even figure out what he's going to do or be. Because he's unstable. And the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in what? All his ways. So he don't know what he's going to do. Why? He lives in the past. He became uncheckable. He has no restraint. He breaks order. He destroys things. He's too much to handle for who could have helped him. You hear that? Okay, watch me. Watch me. Verse 5. And night and day among the tombs. He don't go to work. Mm -mm. He's wasting time. Because this week he's going to be a nurse. And next month he's going to go into teaching. I'm just random things. And then the month after that, he's going to travel the world. And the month after that, he's going to be a secretary. Month after that, he want to preach. Month after that, he's going to be a worship leader. Month after that, he want to work sound. <laughs> Month after that, he, you know. It, it, and what's amazing, watch me. Night and day among the tombs, he does this to himself. I need you to catch this. So it's not that the man didn't have opportunity. It's that the man chose to live in a place where no life could be produced. Got it? And on the mountains, he was always crying out. What does this mean? So now he's got erratic emotions, Wednesday. His emotions are erratic. So one moment he's happy, next moment he's sad. One moment is joy, next moment is pain. One moment is sunshine, next moment is rain. <laughs> you ready? As you're seeing this, I hope that if any shoe in this here box, because I want to show you something. Can I show you something? And he cuts himself with stones. So he's self-destructive and suicidal. Which means his depression can be traced. His depression has an origin. He's self-destructive and he's suicidal. Y'all still here? Verse 9. Let's skip down to verse 9. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion. Watch the turn. I didn't lay down with a whole lot of them. I ain't never sewn it to you like this here. He says, my name is Legion. For we, what is he saying when he says we? He's saying, watch this, that the we are part of me. Well, there's only one biblical explanation of how you got all them spirits in you. Touch your neighbor, say, let's be real tonight. My name is Legion. For we are many. Come on, y'all. 
Oh, somebody say, Lord, speak to us tonight. Verse 13. He doesn't name them. He just knows that they in there. Let's back this thing up before I, before I give it to you. You ready? Y'all ready? He lives in the past. If you are like, I don't know why. He's, he became uncheckable. Watch me. He became that way. He was good till he laid with her. Hmm? No restraint. Breaks order. Destroys things. Was too much to handle for who could have helped him. Waste time. Has erratic emotions. Is self-destructive and suicidal. What is self-destructive? Some of y'all, watch me. Your self-destructive nature, watch this, is in your attitude. Because ain't nobody going to put up with all of that. And you think somebody got to tolerate it because your spouse does. Let's talk. Ain't nobody got to put up with all of that. Right, come on, Tonto. We about to ride. All right? Look, verse 9. And Jesus asked him, what is your name, sir? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. My name is Legion. Tanya. Nicole, Stacy, and then everybody Tanya, Nicole, and Stacy laid with. Jackie, Darlene, Anna Mae. Wait a minute, one of these has an odor, because it's not just, watch this, changing color, it changes smell. Which means things about you begin to stink because this is vinegar. So now you're full of it. <laughs> you only cheated on your spouse once, but you're full. He only laid down. It was innocent. It just happened. Snowstorm. This man has preached it, and ain't nobody saying nothing in this church. <laughs> Come on, y'all, let's go. Let's go. So now, you started clear. You started like this here. My name is Legion. For we are many. And there's so much off in there, I don't know where I'm at. So no wonder I live in the past because watch this, because these sexual relationships were in the past. But watch me, that's in me, so that's where I live. Come on, let's talk. So since that's in me and that's where I live, no wonder I can't find me, which means I live in the past. And then I become uncheckable. I have no restraint. I break order. I destroy things. Too much to handle for who could have helped me. You waste time, got erratic emotions, self-destructive and suicidal. Look at this. There's only one way. Say one way. Verse 13 of Mark chapter 5. They, the, the, they said, listen, um, Jesus like, you got to go. He said, well, don't cast us out of the region. In other words, watch this, don't cast us out of this territory. The Greek word there, it gets so specific that it can be translated to mean family. Don't cast us out of this bloodline because this, watch me, because sex is how we've been keeping them all bound. 
Don't cast us out of this bloodline because sex is how we all have been oppressed. Let's talk. Don't cast us out of here. So what does the Bible say? So he gave them permission and the unclean what? Spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd, numbering about what? 2,000. They rushed down the sea bank, drowned in the sea. Look at me. How do you get 2,000 spirits in one person? Everybody just put up a one. Come on, come on. Come on, everybody. And if your neighbor don't do it, hunch them hard. <laughs> everybody say there's only one way. Let me give you Bible so you can see this. Because, see, you thought it was just that moment and you deleted a number. Y'all silence is about to really. It was just one sexting episode outside of your spouse that she didn't find out about. So let me delete these texts. Come on, let's just be real, church. Come on. Let's your neighbor say, be real so we can heal. Come on, let's preach it. We'll make it a little easier if we say it like that. Say, let's be real so we can heal. Listen, there's only one way. How'd this happen? How do you get 2,000 spirits in one man? How you get 2,000 spirits in one man? How you get 2,000 spirits in one man? There's only one way biblically. Say one way. First Corinthians 6. And I want to actually start. I got verse 16, but I want you all to go back and start me in verse 15. Start me in verse 15. Um, I want you to see this. Can I show you this? Everybody say there's only one way. Come on, say it again. Say there's only one way. Come on, verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute. Never. Prostitute there doesn't just mean one who sells their body. Okay? Prostitute there means one that you have no covenant with. So he says, do I make my body one with somebody that ain't got no papers? Next verse. Or do you not know, everybody, look at me. As a matter of fact, read it with me so we can get this thing done and we're out of here. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. So every time you have sex, you become one. Body, you can see that part. But the other two parts you don't see, but they're the parts that are in you. Spirit, that's your subconscious mind. So you literally have legion, literally, because he didn't lay down. Now watch me. He didn't have to lay down with that many. Because someone said, I've been a good girl. I've been, a, I've been good, Bishop. There's only been four of them. <laughs> the silence tonight. The lambs are silenced tonight. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Y'all watching? All right, look, look. Because whatever they laid down with, they bringing with them. You got it? So all Legion had to do, let's just do some simple mathematics. Legion could have simply had Statistics tell us that the average number of sexual partners somebody has in their life, it, it's as little as four, 
and it's high as high. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, let's be real. Say, no judgment in here. Say, just truth in here so we can triumph in here. All right? So watch. So let's just say he has 10. Now let's just say those 10. Got it? Let's get, so, so those 10. Let's just say those 10 had 10. All of that is in legion. And let's say one of them was friendly with the saints. <laughs> well, she didn't throw the whole mathematical equation on. Look at me, everybody. So what happens? Look at me. Look at me. So what happens? What, what happens? Look at me. What happens? What happens now is all of that is in him. So now... Let's look at this. You ready? So he's got all of these different souls in him. Different minds. This is why I can't make a smart decision. It ain't him making the decision. They making the decision. My name is Legion. We trying to figure out what we going to do. Thoughts. Stay with me. Thoughts. So he's got two. Everybody say thoughts. thoughts. He's got two separate thoughts. Thoughts about everything. So he's double-minded. So over here, I'm going to do this. Over here, nah. I'm going to do this. Nah. I'm going to do this. Nah. I love this. Nah, nah, I don't. I think this is amazing. Nah, I'm not so sure. This is where I'm called. I don't know. My season changing. Mind, thoughts. Everybody say will. One, two, three. What is will? Your, my desire to do. So he don't want to do what he called to do. He want to do what they want him to do. Some of you, the reason that you're in such a fight with your call is because your call is being contested by your we. It's quiet. This is why David, this is, what, watch me, this is why God told the kings, he says, listen, do not get entangled with a bunch of foreign women, he said. He says, because when you start laying down, he says, you're going to pick up their spirits. Solomon was the wisest man to ever live, but he laid down, watch this, 700 wives, 300 concubines. And the Bible says the one that did the damage to him was Pharaoh's daughter because she's the only one that's named. Watch me. Because of her, he loses the kingdom. Wise. But he laid down with the wrong one. So now his calling is contested. So his sons get the kingdom and he can't keep the kingdom in the bloodline because he doesn't have the ability to manage his manhood. And I need you to touch your neighbor. Say, but this year, say, in this decade, everything about my love life in every area, say, it's only getting better. <laughs> say, it's only improving. Mind, thoughts, will. And then finally, emotions. I'm done. Emotions. So why does he have these erratic emotions, y'all? He has these erratic emotions. Verse 5 of Mark 5 says, night and day among the tombs. He's crying and cutting himself. Crazy emotions. One moment he's happy. Next moment he's sad. Why does he have these emotions? Because they're not his emotions. They are their emotions. And they 
brought all their baggage with them. But tonight. Because some of you watch me, you're like, Bishop, I'm married. How does this apply? Well, if you never dealt with the we, they still there. Just because you got married didn't erase the we. My name is Legion for. Come on. My name is Legion for. So some of you, the reason you got so many marital troubles is because it's about 400 of y'all in there. You've never actually even met who you're married to. You should introduce yourself after church to them because they never met you. They met we. But some single people tonight, God, watch me, you've created all these false marriages in the spirit. In 1 Corinthians, uh, our scripture there, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says that you become one. So what happens? Sex creates a false marriage, which means, watch me, you're praying to get with somebody and God is like, that'd be polygamy. So if I send you somebody, we can't handle it. <laughs> I can't even answer your prayer because your prayer is illegal. You've not dealt with the false marriages that need to be shut down. Everybody stand. I'm done. Everybody stand. So if you're married, here's your prayer. If you're married, matter of fact, I'm just going to have us all pray together so we're all covered. That's all right with you? That's what we're doing. So make it all right with you. Let's go. Everybody lift your hands and say, Father, in Jesus' name. I received revelation tonight that's going to change every situation tonight. I learned about sex. And tonight, if I'm married, I renounce and I release the we. Every past sexual partner, every past sexual experience that I've ever had prior to my marriage or outside of my marriage. Come on, y'all. Say, I release it. And I renounce it. Those spirits and those souls are evicted from me right now. Say, if I'm single, every sexual partner that I've ever encountered in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, I release those spirits. I release those souls. I renounce them. I evict them from me as of this moment. In the name of Jesus, I got a fresh start. The blood wipes me clean. The blood makes me new. In Jesus' name. Now praise him like you believe what you said. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.